Shalom, my brother, of the Mesechah. So, today, after you would base, today's after discusses this, uh, some more I got to talk about. Kolev, Parim, Melch Mitzrayim, the birth of Moshe. We begin there saying, Psukim, the Kolev, the Mechitzvah, and Hoyle, the Zuva. Risha? Yes, it is. The Eil Banel, Yosher, Veshev, the Aradon. We break down the Pasuk. Ben Chetzroim. Kolev wasn't the son of Chetzroim. He was the son of Yifne. The Gemara says, when the Pasuk says Ben Yifne, it means that he was pointed, he turned away from the Atzas Meraglim. I still not Ben Chetzroim. He's the son of Kenaz. Sneel Ben Kenaz was Kolev's brother. So Rav says, yes, Sneel's father was Kenaz. He was a step, a half-brother. So they shared a mother. Kalev had a different father. Also, Mashmad is from the Pasuk of Haknizi. Next, the Pasuk says Azuva. It's referring to Miriam, his wife. Why is she called Azuva? Because she was left alone, Azav, abandoned, unmarried originally. It says that he gave birth to her. The problem is that he married her. What do you mean he gave birth to her? So, Rechman says anyone who marries a woman, Hashem Shemayim, it's as if he gave birth to her. Hashem Shemayim, Rashi here says, like, for example, in this case, she was very sick. And he married her, Hashem Shemayim, even though challenging, he saw that her brothers, Aaron and Moshe, were tzaddikim, and most children resemble their mother's brothers. Pazuk says, Yeriyos, it's because her complexion, her face was white, like the Yeriyos. The Pazuk says, Ve'ele boneo, it's not boneo, le boineho. And the Pesach says, Yashar, it's Kalev was Miyashar himself, straightened himself out in face of the challenge against the Miraglim. Shoivav, when the Pesach says Shoivav, it means that he was Shivev, his Yetzirhara. He captured it, rebelled against his Yetzirhara. Ve'ardoin is that he was, uh, also rebelled, Rodo, on his Yetzirhara. Some say that his, that, Arudah means that his face was uh, red, like a rose, uh, rosy complexion. Next, the Pasuk says, He had two wives, Chola and Nara. Okay, so first, Ashkar is referring to Kalev. He's called Ashkar because he darkened his face with Tainus. He fasted so long to be saved from the Miraglim. Avi in the Pasuk, that he was like a father to Miriam, his wife. Takua. That he was, he inserted his heart for his, asserted his heart for his aviv shabbat shemayim. He had two wives. He only married Miriam, though. Miriam was like two wives. When the pasuk says chola nara, it's not that there were two women named chola nara. Originally, Miriam was a chola. She was sick, and at the end, she was a nara, young and healthy. Next, the pasuk says uvenei chola tzara v'tzahar v'esnan tzaras. Is because uh, referring to Miriam, she made she was a tzara to ev- all of her friends, that people were jealous of her. Tzahar is that her her face was like the afternoon, tzaharayim. And asnan is that anyone who saw her brought an esnan to their wives, they immediately had a teves mashim. Now back in Mitzrayim, the pasuk says vayitzav paro lechol tells us. That he even was geyser on the children of his own people, on the Egyptian baby boys. Rabbi Yisrael says that Pari gave three gezeras consecutively. First, he said, 
kill old Jewish boys. Then he said, don't just call them at birth, throw them into the Neilos. And finally he said, even throw the Egyptian boys into Neilos. That when it was only a Gezerah against the Jews, they didn't need to listen because Dino does not apply when it's racially specific to one nation. But when he made the Gezerah on all boys, now he felt that they had to listen. Next, the Pasuk says, Amram went out. Where'd he go? Rabbi Huda Barzvida says, he went to listen to his daughter's advice. So we learned that Amram was the God of Hador. When he saw the Parai was killing all the baby boys, throwing them into the meat, throwing them into the water, he said, well, why, what's the point of bringing children to the world? It's all Lashav. So he divorced his wife. The entire nation followed, followed the God of Hadar. They all divorced their wife. Their wife's, um, his daughter, Miriam, said, Abba, your Gezerah is harsher than Parai's because Parai only was Gezerah on the males. You're being Gezerah even on females. No, no babies are going to be born if no one's married. Parai was only Gezerah in Olam Hazeh. You're keep, keeping these children from having Olam Hazeh and from having Olam Abba. Parai is a Russia, so maybe his Gezerah will be Mekayim. Your Gezerah will be Mekayim. Pasuk says, So Amram, to his credit, accepted his daughter's advice from Moser and remarried his wife. Everyone remarried their wives. The Pasuk says, Why does it say that? He took his wife. It should say, He went back to marry his wife. Zvida said, He made a whole to-do about it. Did like a whole new marriage, he brought a whole chuppah, and Aaron and Miriam were dancing in front of him. The Malach Hasharis said, he, he wanted everyone to see that he was getting remarried. S. Ben Levi, why are we calling Amram's wife Bas Levi? She was 130 years old. Chava Berelchanina says, it's talking about Yecheved. His wife was Yecheved. She was born on the way into Mitzrayim, the border. She was born in Mitzrayim, but she was received out of Mitzrayim. Why are we calling her uh, Bas? Rabbi Huda explains that she, it appeared with her, her Simon Inaros. What do you mean that she first got impregnated? She was pregnant already for three months before they separated. So Rabbi Huda Zvida explains that we're being, the Pasuk is being a hekash from her conception to her birth, just like conception was without any pain, so to her birth is without any pain. We see that the Noshim Tzitkonias are exempt from the decree against Chava. The Pasuk says, They saw Moshe was good. He wasn't called Moshe yet. There are five different explanations why Moshe was called Toiv. The mayor says his name was Toiv. The Yehuda says, his name wasn't Toiv, his name was Tuvia. And Nehemiah says he was good and ready for Nevuah. Others say he was born Mohol. The Chachamim say that when he was born, the entire house filled up with light. The Pasuk here says, And the Pasuk in Barisha says, or Toiv refers to light. Next, the Pasuk says, They waited three months to the Mitzrayim. Only counted from the time that Amram remarried her, but she was in fact pregnant three months before their remarriage, so they had an extra three months with their baby.
the fetus it wasn't a preemie it was our shape is to hold that he was born three months early Moshe's due date according to this was on Shavuos at a certain point they couldn't hide him anymore why not why not just hide him no because the Egyptian woman would bring their babies and make them cry and when the Jewish babies heard they would cry as well based on the puzzle connived the babies into sympathy cries why did they use guma tar for the teva they put Moshe Rabbeinu in so Belozer explains you see from here that tzaddikim their money is very precious to them more than their body because they never let their hands be involved in gazela uh, Rabbi Shmuel Ben says that the Dafka used guma, guma are the, are the reeds rather, instead of using wood because guma is able to withstand harsh or soft encounters. It's pliable. It was good for a teva. And then they, the Pasuk says, Vatechmorah, they smeared it with pitch and tar. Bryce says they put the pitch inside, the, the chamar inside, and the zephas on the outside so that the tzaddik, Moshe Rabbeinu, wouldn't need to smell the zephas, which doesn't smell good. Next, the Apostle says, basuf. They put the baby in the teva, and they put the teva in the suf. Rabbi Lazar says they put it in the yamsuf. Rabbi Shmuel Ben-Achmini says they put him in the swamp, in the agam. The Apostle says, Kono v'suf k'moloi. Next, Bisyo Bas Paro comes out, Vatered Bas Paro, Lucho, it's Alaya or the Economishum, Rabbi Shimon Benechai tells us that he, that she came down to the river to wash herself off from the Avodizara of her father. Actually, you see this in the Pazak of Murachat Hashemes, Savas Benois, Tsiyoin, Vechulu. Next, Venare Sel, Holchois, she was walking with her maidservants, Rabbi Yochanan says, this halicha, the maidservants were walking towards their death. We'll, we'll see why in a second. Pascal also says, "Hinei nechi hoylech lamos halicha to death." Vateras atelu basef hasuf. She saw the cradle box floating in the water at the end of the suf, whether it's the yamsuf or the swamp. When she saw it, she wanted to go save Moshe. So all the maidservants said, "Hang on." Normally, if a king makes a degree, a decree. Everyone keeps it. Yeah, even even if nobody keeps it, at least their his own household, the prince and princesses will keep their father's decree. But over here, you go against your own father's decree, saving a baby. So Gabriel came down and said, "Okay, you're you, you're not necessary anymore," and he buried them all on the ground. Pasuk says, She sent out her amo to grab it. And Reverend Nechemi gave a different shot. And one says she sent, sent out her hand to grab the box. And one says she sent out a maidservant. Pasuk says, I'm also, that means a hand. Um, according to Mandem, who says that it was a shivcha, why didn't it just say hand? It didn't, it didn't say yoda. It said, I'm also, to tell us that it was a maidservant. I, I thought Gabriel killed all the maidservants. No, he left one over because it's not proper for a princess to walk alone. That'll raise suspicion. But all the other ones were expendable. Why didn't the Pazak Taka say Yoda if it means that she stretched out her hand? It's coming to teach us that her hand stretched out, like Rashi brings down in the Chumash. 
And there's also by the teeth of Rishon. The pasuk says Shine Rishon Shibarita. And Rishlaker says, "Don't read it. Shibarita Ella Shivivavasa. They stretch." She opens up the box and she sees the child. Oh, it says Vater Ehu. It should say Vatira. Yosef Barabi Hanina explains that she saw the Shechina with him. Arachaim explains either she saw this this blinding, beautiful, otherworldly light, or she immediately got cured of her tzaras. And Pasuk says, Vine nar Wait, is it Nar? Nar is an older child. I thought it's a Yelad. Like she was a baby. Yehuda explains that he was a baby with the voice of a Nar, of an older boy. Nehemiah says that would have made Moshe Abeno a Baal Mum, and then he wouldn't, as a Levi, he wouldn't be able to do Shira in the Mishkan of the Beis Mikdash. So he answers, Nehemiah answers differently that his mother, Yecheved, put a little chupa in the box with him. She said, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm not going to be zeichet to be at my little Moshele's chuppah. But in the Arden, that's why we call it a, call, we refer to him as a nar. This you had Rachmanus on the baby, and she, and she said, oh, she mu- he must be a Jewish child. From his cries. The Slanim always says that a, a Yid cries differently than anybody else. We cry with hope and not with depression. How did she know that he was Jewish? Hanina says that she saw that he was mohul. I don't know. It's an interesting question. How is that a raya? If she was, if he was born mohol, how was she able to know that he was Jewish? Maybe he was a Mitzri born mohol. Next, the pasuk says Ze Rabbi Yochanan explains that she was actually saying a nevuah without her even knowing it. She was saying that this child fell, but no other child will fall after Moshe. That's why Rabbi explains. And the pasuk says Yorimu aleichem al agim. You listen to these GBGB people that are chirping. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're doing. They can have a, a nervo without them even knowing it. Stargazers saw that the Mashiach Shal Yisrael was in water, or that he would be struck down with water. So they made their gazera that all the boys should be thrown into water, but they didn't know that it was referring to Moshe Rabbeinu, obviously. But he wasn't going to be struck down by the Meilos. It was going to be struck down by the May. Meriva. That's what the stargazer saw. So Moshe says, Sheish Moshe Meos Elef Ragli. Moshe told Klai Yisrael, Bishvilini Tzaltam Kulchem. They were all saved because they messed up in their astrology. Second shot in the war, in the Lashon Azeh, by Bisio, as Rechanina Bat Papa tells us, that that day was actually the 21st day of Nisan. The Malachayah Ashari is told that Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Bagidun Shalalom, this Moshe is going to be singing Shira Alayam today. You're going to kill him as a baby today? Rav says actually it was the sixth day of Sivan. It was Shavuos. He's going to be accepting the Torah at our Sinai today. Could we kill him today? According to Madamu, says it was Sivan, the sixth day of Sivan. So yeah, three months before, right? Moshe Ben was a three-month-old baby. Works out. Moshe Ben was born. On the seventh day of Adar, he also passed away on the seventh day of Adar. So you have three months from the seventh day of Adar until the sixth day of Sivan. But according to Madame, who says that that day was the twentieth of Nisan, three months before the twenty-first day of Nisan is before Zion Adar. More answers that that year was actually a Shonim Uberes. Interesting to note. You have Roiv of the 
first month, red is not the last month, and the full month in between counts as three months. Next, the Pasuk says, El Baspare, Elech, Vakarosilho, Ishami Nekas Mino Ivrios. This yet tells Miriam, who was watching the whole time, go find a Jewish nursemaid for Moshe. Why does he have to be Jewish? It tells us that Moshe Abenu would not nurse from any Egyptian woman. Hashem said, This mouth, which is going to talk with the Shrina, is not going to be Miyanik, not going to nurse from a Dover Tome. Which the Pasuk says, as Mi Yoire Deo. Those who are going to be paskening, those who are going to be Yovin Shemua, Gmule Mecholov Ulatike Mishadim. There's a word that they, the Egyptian woman tried getting him to nurse, putting little drops of milk on his lips, and that's why he put the cold to his mouth to kosher his lips to speak with the Shrina. Next, the Pasuk says, Atoimelo Bas Pare Lechi, Rebelozer explains. Miriam ran like an aloma with his resource of full koyach to go get her mother to be the nursemaid. Rav Shmuel says, Halama, she hid her words. She was sneaky. It didn't say, oh yeah, this is actually my little brother and I'm going to go get my mother to nurse him. Bas Paroi says, Rav Chama explains, she was again saying another nevua without her, no- without her knowledge. She said, Helechi ha shlichi. She was telling Yecheved, here, this is your baby. Pasuk says, Rav Chanina says, this year was paying Yecheved to feed her own daughter, to nurse her, her own son, rather. He says, it's not enough for Tzadikim to get back what they lost, but they even get back, they even get paid for it. She got paid to nurse her own son for two years. Next, why is she referred to as as Aaron's brother, not Moshe's brother. So Rama Omar Rabbi explains that Miriam was actually saying Nevuah before Moshe was born as a brother of Aaron. She said that one day my mother is going to give birth to the Mishnah and Shalisrael. When Moshe Rabbeinu was born, the whole room filled up with light. Her father stood by her side and kissed her on the head and said, your Nevuah was Miskayim. But when they had to put Moshe Rabbeinu into the Yor, her father stood next to her patched her on the head and said, what happened to your nevua? So Miriam was nervous about her nevua, and that's why she wanted to know what was going to happen to her nevua, what was going to be the end of her story with Moshe Rabbeinu. How was he going to be the Mashiach in Shal Israel? Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.